This is Creating Consciousness, a podcast reflecting back to you the energies of your subconscious through tarot, channeling, and spiritual guidance. I'm Rebecca Weirman, intuitive, spiritual coach, and energy worker. You found this podcast because it's the next step in your healing journey. Together, we will explore the depths of your subconscious to awaken and welcome this consciousness. Conscious Creators. Welcome back to Creating Consciousness. It's me, your host, Rebecca Weirman, and I am just so happy you're here tuning in and showing up for your highest self. Last week, well, not last week, this week, this week's been a doozy. And we did have Alex, the High Priestess of Brooklyn, come on the podcast last week to talk all about Mercury Retrograde. And upon listening back to that episode, I feel like we made it out to seem that Mercury Retrograde is no big deal. But for all of the listeners who are still Mercury Retrograde deniers, if Instagram crashing isn't a sign that Mercury Retrograde is real, then I don't know what the fuck is. All jokes aside... That was a tough day. That was the day I launched the Tarot for the Shadow course. And, uh, well, (laughs) I lost a day of marketing. Let's just say that. So anyway, we are going to finish off this week strong with a great podcast episode for you today on five mistakes people make when they do shadow work. I really, really want to continue focusing on the shadow here on this podcast because really, Your shadow is your superpower. I think all the cool parts of people are those parts of themselves that they haven't tapped into. And once you see someone tap into those parts of themselves, it's like they become a whole new person and they really open up and expand. And it's just like the ultimate embodiment of bad bitch energy. And I just love it. I love it. So let's continue to dive deep, focus on the shadows so we can continue showing up as our bad bitchiest selves or as our highest selves, but you get what I'm saying. (laughs) To all of you who have taken the time to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, thank you so much. I am so incredibly grateful for you, and it's because of you that this podcast continues to grow and see so much growth. And I just thank you for being a part of this conscious community as well. If you haven't subscribed, rate, and reviewed, well, please make sure to subscribe at least. That way you get notified anytime a new episode of this podcast is live. But if you haven't figured it out already, every Thursday, new episodes are dropped. I also want to let you know that in the show notes for each episode of this podcast, there are freebies linked. So go check those out. Freebies include energy healing meditations, shadow meditations, uh, five shadow for tarot spreads, 10 shadow work prompts to get you started, so many that you can check out so you can begin doing the healing work yourself. So check those out. And last but certainly not least, if you are interested in the tarot for the shadow course, stay tuned for this episode because I'll be dropping a super special discount code for you. Now, of course, without further ado, let's get into the episode. 
I want to paint a little picture for you. And it might not make sense at first, so just bear with me. Okay? Imagine this. Your trash can has the most awful smelling garbage in it. I'm talking rotten eggs, decaying meat, and that thing from the back of the fridge that you totally forgot about and, well, it kind of just turned into like this brown sludgy goo. Yeah. Well, all of that's in your trash can now. And your trash can might not be full, but the smell is so bad. Now here, the obvious solution to this very stinky problem is to take your trash out. Oh, but your trash can isn't full? Okay, so you don't want to invest the time or work to go take it out because it's not full. Okay, I get it. So you let the trash keep piling up. But eventually the smell gets so bad that you break out the Febreze. And you spray Febreze into your trash can every day to cover up that smell so you can go about your day of working from home in peace. And it works. But by the end of the day, you start to catch a faint whiff of decay. So you think, okay, one more spray of Febreze, I'll sleep like a baby, And then I'll wake up and go about my day. Well, here's the thing. By the time morning comes around, the smell's even worse. And instead of going to take out the trash, because remember, it's still not full, you decide to repeat the cycle and break out that Febreze again. Yeah, gross, right? I mean, there is such a simple solution to this issue. And that is just taking the trash out. And when trash and garbage is handled in a certain way, it becomes regenerative because it has the ability to turn into soil, to turn into a compost, something that can provide new life. And what that does is create more healing, more health. Physically, We are very quick, and some of us are privileged enough to be able to go to the doctor when we have some sort of physical ailment. Or say we scrape our knee, we get a Band-Aid, we put it on, we call it a day. We continue to go about our lives. But when something happens mentally, emotionally, spiritually, we ignore it. We suppress it. We break out the Febreze. And we start to spray ourselves with it. We spiritually bypass what we are experiencing and throw a little love and light, aka Febreze, onto the situation and hope that it gets better. But by the end of the day, by the end of the week, by the end of the month, by the end of the year, there's a big heaping pile of garbage that is unattended and wants a little extra attention so it can turn into something regenerative. And now I'm not calling you a heaping pile of trash, although in like my uh, past self days, I definitely called myself a heaping pile of trash. But I'm using this metaphor because, of course, spiritually, a lot of things are spoken in metaphor. I am using this metaphor as an example 
because a lot of the times we don't know that we need to do shadow work because we have been conditioned to believe that love and light is the answer. And I am here with a hot take to let you know that love and light is never the answer. Well, sure, you need to love other people and you need to share your light. But when it comes to your healing, you are not going to heal or reprogram anything just by using love and light colloquialisms. You need to be able to identify and understand the root. And this is why shadow work is so important because it takes you to the root or at least it gets you a step closer to identifying the root of the issue and it allows you to reprogram. So number one mistake people make when doing shadow work is the fact that they're actually not doing shadow work. Shadow work is something that people talk about so much, but no one really understands how to do it. And there are so many ways. I totally recommend checking out episode 80 of this podcast, What is Shadow Work and How Do I Do It? Uh, But know that that's not the only way. There is nothing prescriptive about shadow work. It is about finding what works for you. Sometimes I use cannabis. Most of the time I use the tarot. And other times I just sit in meditation to do shadow work. It really just depends. But before I go into the other four mistakes people make when doing shadow work, I wanted to remind you of my virtual live course, Tarot for the Shadow, a new approach to doing the work. This is a class where you will learn the fundamentals of using tarot for your shadow work healing. You will reclaim your power over your biggest insecurities and strengthen your psychic abilities. This class is made up of four live teaching modules as well as group accountability in a private group network, and you will receive readings in every single class from me and your peers. You'll also have 24-7 Voxer access to me where we can voice note back and forth, and those voice notes are also going to include daily readings from me, myself, and I. I want to let you know that every class that we enter into in this course is a ceremony space where we will come together to learn, heal, and grow. This course is designed to push you out of your comfort zone, and it requires you to show up for yourself in new ways. Every student is going to give readings, and every student will receive readings. So don't let this scare you. You are 110% capable, and I believe in you. Class number one, we will be diving into the fundamentals of shadow work, the history of shadow work, the psychological foundation, and how shadow work helps us in our journey to self-actualization. Class two, we will dive into the intuitive connection to the tarot, learning the fundamentals behind reading tarot intuitively for healing and shadow work, and applying these principles to those who have zero tarot experience and to those who are tarot professionals who just want to expand their knowledge. Class three is all about archetypal embodiment because archetypes are one of the key similarities between Jungian shadow work and the tarot. Class three is dedicated to exploring the intersections of tarot and shadow work, as well as the everyday practical application and the mystical and mundane magic of archetypal embodiment. And then class four is the alchemization of it all. 
in this final class together, we will alchemize what we have learned to create self-devotion rituals to continue our healing journey, wrapping up any more questions we have on the tarot, shadow work, and this last class is really about community, being with each other in this space and being in that container for healing. You will leave this class having built an intuitive relationship with your tarot card deck, building up your psychic dictionary, and having a new relationship with a tarot where you are able to read it for your own subconscious healing. You'll be able to create a safe container for yourself as well as clients if you choose to take on clients and work with the tarot in a healing capacity. You will gain a radical sense of self-devotion as you harness archetypal tools to embody your highest self. And you will say goodbye to imposter syndrome and self-limiting beliefs and have a new set of tools for when you feel tested or triggered in the future. When I was going through the thick of reprogramming my subconscious, I was frustrated. I didn't really understand what was going on and I couldn't break through. I was using the tarot every single day, asking questions about my future when I would get out of this shitty situation I was in. But the messages that came through were different. They weren't about my future. And this is when my relationship with this deck of cards changed because the tarot reflected back to me the energies of my subconscious so I could awaken and welcome this consciousness. A new state of consciousness. A consciousness that brings me into alignment with my highest self just from following the journey of 78 cards. It's never too late to start facing your shadow, to begin healing, and to begin reprogramming your subconscious. But one thing I know for sure is that I wish I started sooner. Something that I have learned from my client work as well is a lot of my clients wish they started sooner because they experienced such a sense of freedom once they were able to go to the depths of their subconscious, once they were able to meet their shadow and begin integrating those parts of themselves into their life. It is so freeing and so rewarding because you actually start to understand who you are through this process. And if you want that, this class is for you. That's like the biggest thing. Even if you decide that you don't want to continue working with the tarot, you're still going to have awakened a new part of yourself that is begging to be seen. And I think that's really special. If you're interested in joining Tarot for the Shadow, please head to the show notes, click the link, or visit my website, thisconsciousness.com, to find out more information and to enroll today. The doors close for this course this Sunday, October 10th at 11.59 p.m. And I want to let you in on a little secret too. There is a discount code where you will save $50 on the course. If you want to save $50 on the pay in full option, please use code T, the number 4SWL. If you want to save $50 on the payment plan option, that is code T4 as in the number SWLPP. You can also find those codes in the show notes, or you can email me or send me a message on Instagram at this consciousness if that's easier. I have one last announcement about the course, and I know you're going to love it. 
The next five people who sign up for Tarot for the Shadow will have the choice of getting a free 45-minute tarot reading from me or a free 45-minute energy healing session from me. It is your choice. You just have to be one of the next five people. I will send those emails out personally to let you know if you are one of those people. But act fast. We don't know how long those are going to be around for. Anyway... Let's step into mistake number two people make when they are doing shadow work. And this mistake is actually quite simple. People oftentimes are not being open and honest with themselves. Shadow work does require you to step outside of yourself, to look at yourself from a different perspective, from an outside observer. And this is a key reason why I love using the tarot and shadow work because it gives you an outside zoomed out perspective of the things that are uh, wanting to be brought to your attention. You just have to be honest, raw, and authentic because that is how you get to the root of what really caused your shadowy tendencies. If you hold back or you find yourself struggling to admit where you might go wrong or might be going wrong or where someone you previously trusted may have hurt you, it's really hard to move on from it. But if you're completely open and you're honest, forgiveness and acceptance comes easier. You can stop seeing yourself as the victim and take ownership of your life again. Mistake number three would be not having some sort of routine or ritual surrounding your shadow work. Having a routine or ritual creates a container, a container for healing. And it's very important that when we do any sort of healing work, we create a container for these emotions to come up in. And then when we close that container, we leave them in that container. And that's just the foundation of like any sort of any sort of healing work, you need to have that container, whether you're in therapy or you're just moving through things yourself, create that container for yourself. It's, it's really important. And it's a lot easier to do that when you have a routine or a ritual in place. Spontaneity can be great when you're doing shadow work, but I do recommend that for more advanced shadow workers. You know, I might have done shadow work in the middle of Walgreens the other day, but I'm not going to recommend that to people who have never done shadow work before because that's sometimes not the safest place to bring up heavy feelings and emotions. So this is further proof of why creating that container and having a routine or ritual around your shadow work can be very helpful. It creates a sense of ease and all of this stuff should be easy to do. I mean, That's loaded, but it should create some sort of ease. That is the intention. It doesn't mean that difficult and hard things aren't going to come up, but the routine makes it a little easier. It's one of those mundane rituals that creates and brings so much magic into your life. So look to your day and see where you can fit shadow work in. I recommend setting aside an hour for yourself just to dive into it fully. But once you start working with the tarot in your shadow work, that hour quickly becomes 15 minutes. And then you've done it. You've reprocessed. You've reprogrammed. You've gone to the root of the situation and you have a new awareness. But also the biggest thing about having a shadow work routine is consistency. You have to be consistent and you have to hold yourself accountable in the process So creating a routine or ritual around your shadow work can make it easier. It can help with that accountability 
and it can help you create that safe container for yourself to ebb and flow in. Something that's been coming up a lot recently in sessions, it's like creating that, and to use the binary language for a second, you are creating that masculine structure for the feminine energy to flow within. And that, my friends, is how you create balance. But anyway, this isn't a podcast on balance. This is a podcast on mistakes people make when they're doing shadow work. And the next mistake that I will mention is people, when they sit down to do shadow work, is oftentimes they won't have a prompt. And I was one of those people. I would go into my shadow work and I would sit there, my journal open, pen in my hand, just trying to come up with something deep to just like pour out onto this paper to rant or vent about just to get it out. And the thing is, is I was very unsuccessful because I went in with all these expectations, but I wasn't prepared. So of course I was going to fail. So don't be like me. (laughs) Don't do that. Use a prompt, ask questions allow your trigger from the day or like a test you're facing universally to guide you and question those things. And again, remove yourself from it. Be an outside observer. That can be very helpful and just help you continue to dig deeper. If you think you've asked enough questions, ask another. Just keep going. Keep pulling back on that thread prompts are incredibly helpful. And if you're interested in downloading some of my favorite shadow work prompts, you can head to the link in the show notes to get 10 free shadow work journal prompts. But also know if you sign up for the Tarot for Shadow course, you're going to get the bonus, which is a 101 shadow work journal prompts ebook that I crafted myself. It is beautiful, which is like besides the point, but it is full of my favorite favorite, favorite, favorite shadow work prompts. And yes, there's a lot of them. I did dwindle that down to 10 for the freebie, but no, when you sign up for the course, you'll get that bonus 101 shadow work prompts for free as well. But last, but certainly not least, one of the biggest mistakes people make with shadow work is not affirming their worthiness or giving themselves the appropriate care after. Shadow work is meant to help you grow. It's meant to help you heal. And although it can be easy at times, you're still going to face difficult emotions, things that you might not want to confront. You're going to be reflecting on your past events. And this is why, again, having this container is very important. Uh, But sometimes you're just going to be facing these uncomfortable truths and it can upset you. So meditating after or doing something that fills you and lights you up is a very important practice. This helps you take care of your needs. And so if you enjoy meditating, meditate. If you prefer yoga nidra, do yoga nidra. If your form of meditation is going outside and going on a walk or hopping on your Peloton, you know we are Peloton freaks here at Creating Consciousness, then do that Give yourself the love and care you deserve because if you don't do it, the work isn't working. You have to understand just how worthy and deserving you are of this healing, of this love. And so by taking the time to fill yourself up and provide yourself with that care, that radical self-devotion, you are actively integrating what you've learned. You're meeting yourself with the needs you have and taking care of those so you can continue to grow and heal. And that, my friends, 
is one of my favorite pieces about shadow work because it is an excuse to give yourself the most love you have ever received in your whole freaking life. That means take a bath. That means go on a hike. That means pour yourself a glass of wine if that's your thing. Give yourself the love and care that you need and know that you are always deserving of play and rest. Those are some of the two biggest takeaways I've had to take away from the shadow work I've done. And they are two themes that consistently come up in client work. So I want you listening to this to know that you are worthy of play and you are deserving of rest. So get after it. And if you're interested in signing up for Tarot for the Shadow, again, head to the show notes. Doors for enrollment close this Sunday, October 10th at 11.59 p.m. I would be honored to have you in class and to create a beautiful container for you, your fellow peers, so we can get to healing. If you're in need of extra support today, then I recommend going back to season one of Creating Consciousness, scrolling through all of those tarot and shadow work episodes, and picking one that you are intuitively drawn to to work through today. And for those of you conscious creators who are also interested in tarot for the shadow, I recommend going back to season one because a lot of those episodes really emulate what you will be learning in the course as well. And although this week's episode is wrapping up, I do want to leave you with one thing. Remember, you are loved, you are supported, you are divinely guided, and you are creating consciousness. I'll be back next week with a new episode for you. Until then, conscious creators. (laughs) 